Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. It is episode 75, which, if you're keeping track at home, is season two, episode 25. I had to do the math really quick in my head. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are here for week 16 because, you know what? Week 15 blew chunks. It did. It's finally the week that I figured out how to get um, McCaffrey, Barkley, and uh, what's his name? Zeke. Zeke. All, all in the same lineup. All in one lineup. And they all and, scored a combined uh, 21 points. They did. Uh, the backup running back in Miami ran more for ran more than all of them. So, Drew yeah. Brees has forgotten how to throw. Cam Newton doesn't have an arm anymore, and the best running backs in the league did absolutely nothing. Elijah McGuire makes value, and no one else does. <laughs> this was week 15. Let me tell you right now, I will never tell you how much I invest in DFS every week, but I will tell you that this week, I returned nothing. Yeah, no, me either. I got something back because the tournament I was in got canceled. Six different lineups <laughs> I entered, six different lineups, and somebody assassinated everyone. Keenan Allen assassinated a few. Uh, yep. Lamar Miller assassinated a few. Yep. Um, Zeke assassinated a few, but for different reasons. I'm trying to think of who else really went out there. Oh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake it might as well, you know, just... There's, an, there's a movie out there called Mom and Dad Save the World. You remember this movie? Oh, yeah. Terry yeah. Garr and uh, I forget the other guy's name. The guy was the dad in Beetlejuice. Yeah. But there comes a point where the, the crazy leader says, shoot yourself in the head, and the guy just pulls out a gun and just you know puts it as he was smiling the whole time. That's how I felt playing DFS. Yeah. I was shooting myself in the head and smiling while doing it. Yeah. So anybody that who inv- anybody who took part of, of my DFS and got some money out of me, <laughs> You're way smarter than I am because this was a tournament week. This was not a cash week, and we all know that's mainly what I play. So you know what I need right now? What do you need? I need a beer. You do need a beer. What is this you were putting in front of me? <clears throat> um, I found this. Um, I saw this last year. I didn't get a chance to try it, so I was like, you know what? Let me try it this year. Okay. This is a beer by Sierra Nevada. It is called Ooh. Celebration, a fresh hop IPA. It's got a multi, but also very hoppy now, this nose. Is their this is their holiday-esque ale, so it changes a little bit every year. Uh, I have not had this before. Uh, the reviews on Untapped are pretty good. They're, it's it's over, It's almost a four, like average. Um, I just took my first sip while Craig was talking. It's interesting. It Oh, it finishes like an IPA, but it finishes like a light... I can't even describe it. It starts off multi, like a yes. holiday ale. Yes. But then it finishes really hoppy and very sharp hoppy. Like it mm. would like yeah. I would have to describe the difference at the end. The finish is like the difference between having a piece of cheddar cheese and a piece of sharp cheddar cheese. That's the, a good analogy. It's just it it you, it's hoppy, but it's a sharp hoppiness. If that makes any yeah. sense. And the nose on it, it actually smells nutty. Yeah, it is almost nutty, but I don't get nutty in the taste at all. No, no, just on the nose. But the nose is a little nutty. So very smooth up front, very sharp on the back end. Um, interesting. <clears throat> Sierra Nevada celebration. Do you like this? I don't know. Two steps in. It's different. It's not what <clears throat> I expected. At this no. time of year, you ex- there's all right. Listen, oh. in the holiday in the holiday seasonal stuff, there's two things. There's super smooth, and then there's super sharp. This is this is both. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. It, yeah, it, it, it disguises itself as both, in my opinion, yeah. as you go. <clears throat> uh, this says, we first brewed Celebration IPA in the winter of 1981. Each year, we only use the first fresh hops of the growing season to create this complex and robust ale. Layered mm. with pine, citrus hop aromas balanced delicately with against rich malt sweetness. 
I don't get I don't get the well maybe I do get the piney a little bit. <clears throat> the piney might be at the end. I don't know. Well, bit. before wow. we move on to burning hot take questions, yes, I went to the sixth anniversary party for our friends at Two Roads last night. Um, you had a better time than I did because I our, was at work. Yep, our friends <laughs> send their regards. They are very excited to be hosting. I Grow heard Your Santa Z. was there. Santa? Yeah. Oh yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't dressed as Santa. No, no, there was someone else dressed as Santa. Oh, it wasn't Ryan. So yeah. hmm. Ryan was yeah. there. Ryan will be joining us for Bro Year's Eve. I'm going to try. I, we got to talk to them. There's got to be a way we can do a live live remote at some point with them. We got to get Ryan on this podcast. You know, sure, man. I, I, he, he can talk beer like nobody's business. He's one of their brand ambassadors. He knows all their crap. I was telling him about our experiment with the rum barrel aged Imperial <laughs> Pumpkin. Oh. And we were talking about because the holiday ale, I'm sorry, the anniversary ale this year was a, a barrel-aged holiday ale, and it was so smooth and so easy drinking. And it wasn't like the one that we had. Which is why I brought up the story. I'm like, you know, barrel aging isn't automatic goodness. Correct. <laughs> you you can still make something that can be harsh or not to your style, you know, but it was really freaking good. So they did a fantastic job. So congratulations to our favorite brewery, uh, Two Roads, hashtag sponsor us. Uh, six years. Six. Wow. Six <clears throat> long years of slowly degrading my liver um, will continue <laughs> into the future. So congratulations to them. Uh, and we'll be there on the 31st. So, uh, you know, that'll, that'll be a fun time. I, I got to find a way to get him on the, on this podcast. So um, burning hot take questions. You want to um, <clears throat> give or receive? I will give. Go for it. This question, uh, okay, so f- quick aside. Yeah. Um, this past week, <clears throat> I was in a playoff in my work league. Okay. Uh, I was down by 30 points, but I still had three people left to play. Okay. Uh, Drew Brees. Okay. Alvin Kamara. Okay. And um, Ian Thomas from uh, Carolina, tight end. Mm-hmm. Now, on a normal week, you would assume the combination of these three guys would at least give you 30 to 40 points. Easily. Um, At least 30. I would say 30. At the end of that game, yeah. uh, Because he had Michael Thomas playing. At the end of that game, I lost by 10. Ooh. Uh, Drew Brees gave me less than six points. What is going on with Drew Brees? I don't know. I mean, I grant, granted, I get it. They were not at home, and that's like the secret. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, that's a secret and to it. I but... had Philip Rivers on my bench, but you know, thinking about it, like I don't know who would have started Philip Rivers over Breeze. I mean, maybe, but I don't yeah. think I called Breeze for. I don't think I called Rivers for a higher number last week. No. Might have been in DFS. I might have started <clears throat> Rivers over Breeze because of a value difference, but not because of points. Uh, yeah. Um. So my nephew is in his work league. Yeah. And he has a question. Okay. Now, he has three quarterbacks he can start this week. Okay. Uh, so this is for the big game. So he has on his bench. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Who he who he drafted first, and he refuses to drop him because he drafted him first. Is this the one you put into the podcaster's thread? I did. I Son did. of a... That was the question I was going to bring oh. up. Who just start, okay, so go on. So I got to find another question, too. All right. So it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Allen. Uh-huh. So Aaron Rodgers is playing the Jets. Uh-huh. Josh Allen's playing New England at New England. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mr. Trubisky is playing San Francisco in San Francisco. I kind of like Mitch Trubisky this week. but I, I do, you out can't, of those matchups. But you can't <clears throat> dismiss that Josh Allen has been really good the last couple of weeks with a very underwhelming Buffalo team. 
He's he's been their offense. Can we can we just agree on this right from the get go? And this is going to be a statement I never thought I would ever say. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is out of this conversation. Yeah, it's between Trubisky and Allen for me. Think about that. Is is, is that the too. same for you? Is Rodgers your three? W- yeah, I mean, if this was week three, then no. But now after the full season, yeah, I don't. Even though it's against the Jets. Can, by the way, the Jets are favored to win that game. <clears throat> are they? Yes, they are one-point favorites at home. When is the last time the Jets were favored over the Packers? Ever? <laughs> 78, 79? I, I don't know. A long time, though. Um, I looked at that, and I had to double look when I when I, when I I downloaded stuff today. I was like, the Jets are favored? Are you kidding? But, yeah, yeah they're favored. And it's in, it's in New York, so that's part of it, too. So right. you're basically saying in a neutral site, Green Bay would be favored by two, which is the conventional wisdom, being home is worth three to seven points. But um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna go Trubisky. I would because the 49ers. I mean, they're not they're all right, but the Bears are a much better team than them. Why am I not seeing <clears throat> Trubisky on my list? I don't know. Where is he? He's somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I've got him ranked. I've got Trubisky for about 22 points. Oh, and it's again, it's in San Francisco. Yep. I've got Allen for about 22 points, but it's in New England. Yeah, and we all know New England plays better. I'll take the home. path of re- least resistance, and I'll go with Trubisky for the answer to your question. Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards too. So, so yeah, there's uh, there's that. All right. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, when was the last time the Jets were favored over the Packers? I would say probably it was Namath playing, <laughs> or at least Ken O'Brien. I mean, probably. I mean, don't forget there were some down years there with the the Magic Man. You know, well, that was that's a different Don team. Don Magikowski. No, wait, was that Indy? He was no, was, no. Don Magikowski. He was, he was a Packer. He was a Packer, right? Favre replaced him. Yes. Okay, so before you know, Favre was his backup. In that. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's that, but um, all right, so uh. Let's talk. Let me ask for my question. Sure. Who was? Because this is a long list of potential answers. Oh boy. Who was the most disappointing player in Week 15 for you? Virtually no one lived up to their hype, particularly in the studs. Let's say in the studs. So anybody who had a salary of at least, let's say, so we're talking DFS, not um, not yeah, not 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 uh, season long. Season long. Okay. You had to have a salary of at least at least let's say four thousand. Right. To be considered right. um, a, a person of note. Do you go with Keenan Allen, who literally got injured before he could touch the ball? Do you go with Lamar Miller, who touched the ball once and got injured? Uh, do you go Is with. Is that what happened to him? Yeah. He had one carry for eight yards and they pulled him. Do you go with uh, Kenyon Drake? Because Frank Gore got injured and his snap share didn't increase. Instead of saying, let's use Kenyon Drake more, they decided to go with uh, the rookie. Um, and oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. the uh, coach in the post game interview said, "Oh yeah, it had nothing to do with his shoulder. It's not that we were worried about his shoulder. That's not the reason we didn't give him more snaps. Oh, you didn't was give it? you didn't give your presumptive starter more snaps when the other guy got hurt because he's not hurt." Um, yeah, for me this week, let me just check one more lineup. Um, for me, it was Keenan Allen. I'll answer the question first because Craig's giving us some thought. For me, it was Keenan Allen. He killed too many of my lineups for me to be okay with it. For me, it it was, uh, Barkley. He had seven points. Seven points. That's a major killer. Against the Titans. So what's worse? (laughs) What is worse? Obviously, I understand zero was a number that's lower than seven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Saquon giving you seven or Keenan giving you zero, which is worse? Because Saquon's used a lot. A lot of folks rely on Barkley. 
Um, I would have to say Barkley because if you look at his performance over the last like month and a half, right, he's been getting like twenty something points a week, and without like question. So yeah, seven points for me, I think, is worse. So do you have another question, or do you mind if I steal the third one? No, go ahead. All right, third one is non-football related. Sure. We have an issue. Okay. <laughs> so I, as I mentioned previously, I was at Two Roads yesterday for the sixth anniversary party. Two right. Roads has on tap plenty of holiday ale. Sure. They have no more in bottles. My question to you, Craig, is very simply, what yep. the hell am I going to do? Um, you go on that app and look to who see who has it for sale. And then just literally go in there and give and, and hold up a <clears throat> fistful of money and go give me all the holiday ale you have? Yes. Or, I mean, you could buy you could buy growlers, but... They don't stay long enough. No, I mean, I... Maybe about a week. Craig, honestly, and this, mm-hmm. I don't even think you know this, there was one year I kept a single bottle of holiday ale in my closet, unrefrigerated, <laughs> until May. <laughs> I drank it on my birthday. Was it still good? Oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> It was so good. It aged so well. But yeah, okay. So I said to my wife this weekend, once we get back, because we have a lot of running around to do, don't be shocked if I'm going to every store I can find and just clearing the shelves of holiday ale. It may happen. It may happen. So It may happen. So we're going to the Jealous Monk this weekend. You coming up? Yeah, as far as I know. Excellent. Excellent. For those who don't know, Jealous Monk is a beer garden in Mystic that Craig has been to, but I have not. Um, so I'm excited to check it out. Yep. Um, uh, if you go to their website, the cool thing is um, it shows you all the beers that they have on tap. And then actually next to the beer name, it has a little icon of a keg and it tells you how full the keg is. So here's it's like the, here, green, yellow, red. Here's my issue. I checked today because I wanted to see what was on tap. Sure. I, I've been checking kind of continuously throughout the week because I've been very curious about this keg health indicator, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. Their kegs are always green. Really? Because last but time they we, change. They change. But last time we went, um, there were a few that were like red. Yellow. It must be there must just be people having holiday parties and someone's looking at the app going, Hey guys, they're almost out of this, and everybody orders it kills the keg. Right. Because everything every time I look, all the keg indicators are green. And I'm just like, that can't possibly are you be looking true. like in the morning or at random. Oh, times? I did I you know, because the morning it. they probably fill it up before they open. Or or the or the system doesn't update live. That might be true too. Right. When they're closed, they just put everything to green let's, default. Let's see. Yeah, look now. All right, look now. Let me see. Um, while Craig is doing that, we want to offer some congratulations to our uh, pod mat, our podcast mate. Jeez, how many how many percentages of alcohol on this thing? <laughs> Six, um, maybe. That's it. Thank so. Thank you. Who's that guy? <laughs> um, I want to offer some congratulations to our friend uh, Cinch. He is in two championship games this week. And he owes absolutely none of it to our podcast, but um, <laughs> he uh, owes it to Adam Thielen. He owes it to Adam Thielen. He, since just since drafted really well this year, he got Barkley early. He had a feeling about Art Barkley. He had a feeling about Thielen, um, and and he drafted really well. So the other thing I'll say too is hi Deb. Hi Deb. Um, you know, so it, congratulations to him. He's in two different championship games. I'm in none this year. My season long was really really bad. My uh, just my draw put me on the Cook and Fournette line in a lot of leagues, um, so we do what we can. But uh, yeah, we're 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 happy for him. We're excited for him. We'll hopefully have him on. We will definitely have him on during the off season. Uh, but we'll hopefully have him on probably the last couple of weeks of the year um, and see what we can do. So, 
Have um, you got the jealous monk thing up yet? I do. They are all green right now, but I have seen it different colors. They must. The people must rush to the freaking bar. Do, do they display these values in the bar? Is it on like? Uh, last time I was there, we were sitting outside, but they do give you an iPad that shows you the all the same stuff. Thing. Yes. Uh, so one quick thing, they do have the beer we're drinking on tap. Oh right, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Um, they also have another beer on tap. They have a holiday ale on tap from Two Roads. They do, and they also they have do. their own holiday ale. They do. They it's have several, several Noel. of their own beers. They have five of their own beers. I'm very much looking forward to this. I am looking forward to this to the point where I actually booked the hotel room in Mystic an extra night because I want to make sure I don't have to drive <laughs> home on Saturday. Case. And just in case Craig gets slammed, we have a couch room to crash on. Thank um, you. Oh no, this place we're staying in Mystic. I can't. I don't get too far off track. This place we're staying in Mystic is very nice. All of their rooms are suites. Nice. So there's a full bed, but there's also a very nice couch in every room. So um, it's a place we've stayed multiple times. We really enjoy it. So we're going up for some bingo on Friday night. We're staying into Saturday so we can uh, do some holiday shopping and go to the Jealous Monk. So Bingo. I got bingo. Bingo. I have bingo. <laughs> the best part of bingo. And I got to say this. My brother Adam has been on this podcast. Adam doesn't seem to understand that there's a thousand people in the room playing bingo. Somewhere between one and ten are going to win. Right. On any given game, because it's very rare that one person wins one of these big bingos. Right. And one to ten people will win. Of the other thousand people, seven to eight hundred of them will be one number away. They were very close to being the lucky one in one to ten people. So every game, my brother will slam down the little dabber thing and go, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, look, I was so close. That's every game, man. That's every game. You got 75 balls in the thing. After like 15 or 20 of them are drawn, everybody is one or two numbers away. Yep. It's just a matter of you're going to get those one or two numbers. That's the way these gigantic bingo games work. So it's a lot of fun, though. The people watching is fantastic. Watching my brother's fantastic because he gets frustrated and he blames fate and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So a lot of fun. Is it as fun as watching people uh, bet on Highline? Oh, there's nothing more enjoyable than watching people lose money. I on miss highlight. High and you know what? I'll say this: they do allow highlight betting at they the casino. Do? Oh yeah, in the oh. sports book, you can go and bet. There's a fronton in Miami. I think it's called Danica. <laughs> we will go down and we will bet two or three games just to sit and watch. Just oh, to sit and watch. Highlight. If you only have ten bucks to spend at the casino, highlight highlight and horse racing is the way to go. <laughs> you lay down three different bets. You sit at the terminal. You watch the races happen, and boom. Yep. You go to a blackjack table, you're done in 30 seconds. You go to Highlight, you're there an hour. <laughs> there you go. There's the episode. Go to Highlight. There you go. Go to Highlight. I miss Highlight. I Can I just too. say that before we move on to the more important stuff? Sure. We used to have, we used to have back in the day, Connecticut supported three different Highlight frontons. Bridgeport really? and Milford were seasonal. Bridgeport was yep. one season, half the year, and Milford was the other half, and Hartford was year-round. Oh, I didn't know there was a third. You know about Hartford? No. It's where the Connecticut Convention Center is now. That's the old highlight building. Hmm. And that was a that was a highlight. Milford's been knocked down. Bridgeport's become a now pseudo-closed dog track. I think yeah, it's just OTB now. Yeah, there's just racing there. There's just racing there, but you could go there to bet TV highlight. TV racing. There's no more dog racing. We could go to the bet highlight, Craig. We're getting the oh. car right now. We pl- playing the number <laughs> seven. Here in ten minutes. Play a trifecta. God, uh. I love that. Love that text message. My wife. My wife's out at her dinner tonight. I was like, I'll be by to pick you up around seven thirty. Can't come get you, sweetie. Playing highlight. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see the response to that. All right, let's talk about some football though. Yes, we're American getting near. Football. We're getting near the end of the season. 
sad. Are you are you in any season longs at this point? Or are you done? No, I'm done. I'm done because of uh, the Saints. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I am done in my season long. So what I'm really looking at is DFS. And last week, DFS stabbed me in the heart. It did. It just it just it stabbed me. Now here's a question: Are you at the point this year where you maybe don't take um, you know the chalk players like you skip on Barkley and because you think like they're gonna arrest him? Not the no, because well, the Giants are kind of are the Giants out of it. I probably probably. I think I think statistically they're still alive, but they would have to get in it like nine seven and nine or nine and seven i don't know they're not gonna they're not gonna get in i'll tell you what grinds my gears about this season because craig's looking sure. up who's still alive the kansas city chiefs have the best record in the afc and they haven't even clinched their division the entire nfc has clinched their division with a win or two less than the kansas city chiefs <laughs> and my chiefs are still trying to get even a buy uh or host a playoff yeah. game not even a buy host a playoff game the bears are hosting a playoff game the Saints are hosting a playoff game. The Rams are hosting a playoff game. The Chiefs might be a wild card because the Chargers have beaten them on one game. Oh, my God. Uh, So it's the Redskins and the Eagles are in the hunt, technically. That's it. They're, they're the bottom line. Redskins. I'm sorry. Eagles. Redskins. Panthers. All right. The Panthers are done because we, we, we know they're shutting down Cam. Cam is out for the next two weeks. Do we think either the Redskins or the Eagles can make a run? You know, I don't know. Nick Foles is playing for the Eagles again. <laughs> Redskins are playing Tennessee this week. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Which, by the way, before we get into the, the football stuff, I should tell you, DraftKings, I'm going to rant on this a little bit. DraftKings is not running any 16-game slates this week. There is no way to play on DraftKings and play every game. The largest slate takes the Redskins-Titans game out. Really? So I will not be talking about any Redskins. Thursday? Or no, that was the last Saturday, 4.30. Yes, Saturday afternoon. So for reasons unknown to me, DraftKings considers Saturday night as part of their weekend-long slate, but not Saturday three hours earlier. That is strange. So you know what? Just I, I warn you right now, you're not going to hear any talk about Redskins. You're not going to hear any Derrick Henry analysis here because I can't. Um, I, I just had time to do the, the main slate. Uh, what the hell? Wow. America's favorite game way too early. Well, yeah. There it is. God, I hope the mic picked that up. because <laughs> It may have. That's awesome if it did. Awesome uh, if it did. Damn it. Who's our producer? Where's Fiona? Fiona. She was up here. I blame her. Fiona Fiona <laughs> hit a button, and now that's that's his catch. You know. All right. Let's talk about DFS. Yes. I have on my list of quarterbacks. We'll start a quarterback. I have uh, six names in the 4X value range. I, I like some. <laughs> I don't like other. I'm I'm very gun shy after last week. Very no, gun shy. So don't bl- I don't blame you. All right, so let me run down the list. Nick Foles. Okay. Cody Kessler. Okay. Sam Darnold. Who I did. He was one of the lineups that bottomed out on me last week. And you know what the worst part is? It wasn't even the Jets that bottomed out. They scored 22 <laughs> points. It was everyone else. And my Jets picks. But the <laughs> value picks don't freaking matter if everybody if you're if you're Barkley doesn't get to one X. If you pay $9,000 for Saquon Barkley and he scores seven points, it doesn't matter that, that Sam Darnold only cost you five grand and got you 17. It doesn't true. freaking matter. That's true. That's what killed us last week. So it yes. wasn't my value picks that killed me last week. It was all of the chalk I picked that killed me last week. So I, I can't blame Sam Darnold. Derek Carr, because Denver gives up a lot of yards. 
Ryan Tannehill. Because. Because. Just because. And Nick Mullins. And the reason Nick Mullins is on this list is because he's excessively cheap. So I tell you, you got to pick one. And I'll tell you, all of these guys are under $5,000 on DraftKings. They're all under 5K. Okay. Foles, Kessler, Darnold, Carr, Tannehill, Mullins. Who you got? It's not a pretty list. That is not a good list. Mm, Wow. You know, Craig is choking on this. He doesn't know what to do. No, it's all bad. I think I would go with Carr. He's been playing yeah. better. Oakland looks like they're starting to get a clue, but they're still really bad. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles is, you know, he's he's not bad, but Houston does have a decent defense. I'll tell you honestly, and he's not and the, on this list. And the Eagles are just a mess. He's not on this list, but I'm loving me some Jameis Winston this week. I'm also loving Sam Darnold. Um, and you'll see why as we go further in. Um, Tampa is at Dallas. Dallas plays better at home. Yep. Tampa's going to have to pass. Darnold is hosting Green Bay. They're favored to win that game. I just I have a feeling that it's just going to be one of those things. I'm using Darnold and I'm using uh, Winston where possible. Patrick Mahomes is not a terrible option. He's seven K, but I've got him slated for, uh, for 27 points, which puts him at about 3.8. So he's not a bad option, but you got to pay up, and I'm not comfortable paying up right now. I do think Kansas City is going into Seattle, and they're going to do bad, bad things to Seattle. You think so? They they hear the footsteps now. They hear the footsteps. I think Mahomes is going to put up big numbers, but at 7K, I'm not comfortable using him. I'm just not. I can. I can. I mean, that's a lot. At 40, at 4600, I can use Kessler. At 4900, I can use Darnold. So I don't. You know, either way. So I'm definitely looking. I'm definitely looking at one of those guys that's under 5K in the quarterback range. When I get to running backs, I got eight names on my list. All right. And I don't like any of them. None of them. Well, that's the thing about value plays. They're very hit or miss. This is true. So I've got Peyton Barber. I've got Kenyon Drake, who, again, I'm still not confident in. Um, I've got Kalen Bollage. Bollage? Another person that ran more than Saquon Barkley he's last the week. Mi- he's the Miami rookie that that stole touches from Kenyon Drake. So I've got two Miami running backs in my top three in terms of value. Which One of them's going to make value and one of them's not. True. I don't know which one's going to be. So I'm probably avoiding that whole situation. Naheem Himes, eh, I'm okay with him. The Giants give up yardage like crazy. Jordan Howard is cheap. That's why he makes my list. Matt Breda is cheap because he may or may not play X number of snaps. Uh, Jalen Richard is on my list. Uh, and Theo Riddick. Carry um, on Johnson finally made it to the IR this week. So Theo Riddick gets a boost. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Chris Carson. Chris Carson and Jamal Williams also on my value list. I kind of disregarded them because I think Seattle's going to get behind early and they're going to have to rush. And I don't think they're going to be able to use Carson the way they want to use them. Do you trust any of those guys <clears throat> at all? Uh, that whole list, probably Jordan Howard. Yeah, and I mean, he never... does split time with Tariq Cohen. But San Francisco gives up gobs on the ground. Right. So I think you'd be okay with starting either Bears running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jordan Howard is the cheaper so Option. if I'm if I'm liking Jameis Winston, I'm liking Peyton Barber, because I think they're gonna I think they're gonna put up a lot of yards. I think they're gonna play from behind. See, think, think about the things that are, with the exception of the Miami running backs, these are all guys who are playing probably from well and Naheem Himes. They're all playing. Well, actually, I'm gonna take that back. These guys aren't all playing from behind. 
Bright is playing, probably playing from behind. So these guys are playing from out front, and that's good with the running backs. I, I completely misread that as I was looking at my screen. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. No, no. Theo Riddick's definitely playing from behind. Matt Stafford barely made my rankings this week. Oh. Don't use Matt Stafford. There's someone I regret drafting. Yeah, seriously. I really thought he was going to bounce back this year. I thought this was going to be the year. Past like three years, he's out over limits like 5,000 yards passing new, each The year. new coach. Everything was lining up for them to be better offensively. It just hasn't been. And I get it. When you change offensive systems, there's an adjustment period. I didn't think there'd be that big of an adjustment period here, and there has been. So, so I like Peyton Barber, and then I'm going to look chalk. I am. I'm going to look chalk. You know what I'm going to look at for my chalk? Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is just better at home. True. He's just I mean, better. Last week in FanDuel, he got 14 points. On the road. On yep. the road, though. That's the thing. I think he'll be better at home. So I'm not looking at McCaffrey. He's too expensive. And let's let's be honest. With If Cam Newton is out, which we're hearing he is, they're going to load the box. They're going to put a linebacker on McCaffrey, and if McCaffrey does not penetrate the line, they are going to go into the backfield after him because they're going to smell screen pass all day long. Right. Okay, so I'm not big on him this week. Is Gurley going to play? I've got him rated. Um, They don't know. They signed a few people um, as precautionary. You can also look at Saquon. Saquon's down to 7,900, but I'm not. I I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know there. I probably would rather use Dalvin Cook at 6,900 than uh, Saquon at 7,900 because Cook likes he's, looks like he's starting to warm up, and Detroit is terrible. This is true. Oh, it's the Rams signed C.J. Anderson. Oh, my God. Is that because Jamal Charles wasn't at home? I mean, <laughs> you're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Okay, so, yeah, running back is, is a crapshoot because it, it's just bad. Wide out. Okay. I only oh. got, I've only got four names on my wow. list. <laughs> wow. All right, stay with me. <laughs> my number one value is Robbie Anderson. I'm sorry. He's only 4,500. Yeah, he had, he had a decent week last he week. He needs 14 points to get to 3X. That's not impossible. That's the thing. The Packers are not good. They're not good against a pass. They're sure as hell not good against the pass. I didn't look at their ranking before this, but they're not good. Jordy Nelson I've got up there, too. Again, Denver gives up oodles and oodles and oodles of yardage. John Ross. John Ross. Let's talk about John Ross. there's no one else left in Cincinnati to Everyone else ball. is dead. Is Tyler Boyd done? Yeah, I don't think he's playing this week. Yeah. So he, John Ross. He left with a knee injury. A.J. Green's out the rest of the year. Which Both is why, their tight ends are broken. Which is why Mixon's value has been skyrocketing steadily. You can't use Mixon because it's the same thing as McCaffrey. They're going to focus on him. And now he's not going to get any yardage. Right. And Tim Patrick, I no, I just can't. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving on. So, so now, but Sam Darnold was in my value range. So a Darnold Robbie Anderson stack isn't insane. It's just no. insane. It's not completely insane. Right. It's only slightly insane. It's only yeah. It's only mildly insane. So all right, tight end. Welcome to the Terror Dome. <laughs> the only one I've got a three X is Chris Herndon. And so yes, you're I make know. A Jets mega stack. I'm gonna advocate for the Darnold Anderson Herndon stack. They scored 22 oh, points last Britt week. Britt is whispering again. They scored 22 <laughs> points last week. 
I was whispering that time without even actually knowing I was whispering. <laughs> they scored 22 points last week. That was more than we expected them to come out and, and do. Right. So I, I have to think they're turning a corner here. I don't trust anybody else. Everybody else who I trust for double-digit points, and I've only got Herndon for about 10 points, but he's 3100 bucks. I mean, I, there's always the mystery that is Austin Hooper. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And they're at Carolina. Carolina is literally playing for its playoff life with or without Cam Newton. They've got to win out, and they need help. I don't even help. know who their backup quarterback is. We is should it, look is it Hinky? Dude, I don't, does he still play? I think so. Hold on. I, th- I was looking at it today. I'm sorry. I was looking at it today. I'm 90% sure it is It is Taylor Hinky. I did not even realize that he was still in Taylor the Hinky because I've got him tagged for 13.6 points, which does not put him in, which puts him at 3.4x. So, yeah. I, all the, I don't trust Hooper. Cameron Bray, if I'm going to do the Winston stack, I might use Cameron Bray. But Bray's 3,900. Herndon is 3,100. I've got him tagged for about the same amount of points. Jared Cook, over 5K. Can't use him. Evan Engram, still plays with Eli Manning. Can't use him. George Kittle, still George Kittle. Can't use him. Uh, Rob Gronkowski retired and forgot to tell his body. <laughs> So I can't use him. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Oh my God. I can use Travis Kelsey. I just said Kansas city is going to murder Seattle. Seattle gives up points around the middle because they run that crazy zone. Guess what? He's freaking 7,200. I cannot spend $7,000 on DraftKings on a tight end. You just can't. He needs to get 22 points. If I'm going to spend 7,000 on him. Now, would you use Travis in a captain's lineup? Ooh. Ooh, intriguing. Intriguing. Probably. Okay. Probably. And when I say that, I say that meaning... Maybe. <laughs> he might be the captain or he might just be on the lineup. See, every time I've ever done a captain's lineup this year with Kansas City, if I use Travis Kelsey, he has a very average game as a, as a captain. If I put him in the lineup, he has an amazing game and then somebody caps him me as the a captain. captain. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, some some this week I lost in the New Orleans Carolina game. I lost in a double up. The and, captain one? Yes, captains. I missed the pay line by three spots. The guy who just snuck into the pay line had both defenses in. Wow. What universe do you predict New Orleans Carolina is gonna be a defensive battle? I don't know. What analyst what? gave you that info? <laughs> yeah, Where did you really? figure that out? <laughs> what in your brain meat said I shouldn't trust? Who starts the New Orleans defense on purpose? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It didn't make a lick of sense. So, defenses. Oh, number two. I like three. I like three defenses. I like the Falcons because Carolina looks like if you just shut down Christian McCaffrey, you can win any game. Even Atlanta can win that game. What happened to the Falcons? They were good, and then I don't know what happened. Their defense decided to stop playing. But, I mean, even Matt Ryan hasn't been good. Matt Ryan no. has just not been good. No, I the think we're, uh, <clears throat> we're starting to get to that that time in, like, in football timelines where, like, you know, the people that have been spectacular are starting mm-hmm. to, like, come down from that edge and, you know... There's going to be a whole new whole new transition, new players. I don't think Steve Sarkazian survives the <clears throat> survives Black Monday this year. I think their no, offensive coordinator is going to be gone. He's definitely on the list. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to be. There's a lot of people on the list, and he's one of them. Yeah. So Falcons defense, because, again, if you can shut down McCaffrey, you can shut down Carolina as long as Cam's not playing. 
I've got the Jets because Green Bay just looks inept. Green Bay just looks inept. Aaron Rodgers is is completely clueless. Aaron Rodgers' entire playbook is Devontae Adams. The Green Bay Packers need to find a running game. They need they to had fi- one at one point. It, like 20 Maybe. years ago. <laughs> they need to find, even if it's, again, they were, and again, words you never thought you'd hear out of my mouth. They were better off when they had Eddie Lacy than they are right now. <laughs> but can you dispute that point? The guy no. was hurt all the time, and when he wasn't hurt, he was averaging .7 yards a carry, and they were still better off then than they are now. The least the yeah. role was clear. At least you knew what you were getting. Yep. No, exactly. They're just their their whole team is a mess. So I I I I I mean the Jets are only twenty two hundred. I think they're going to yield about seven points. And if they get one defensive touchdown, whoa, forget <laughs> it. All bets are off. So you know. And then the last one's the Cardinals because every single week, we talk about the fact that the Rams' offense plays too loose. And we've seen it the last two weeks. Jared Goff has one touchdown pass and six interceptions in his last two games. They're playing too loose. Now you take Gurley potentially out of the mix, and you tell me Goff is going to have to get it done. You notice you didn't hear the name Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks out of me in the wide receiver part because I love Bob Woods, love him, can't rely on the passer right now so it would not be crazy so the cardinals are hit or miss here they're boom or bust their floor is negative (laughs) 10 okay because they could give up 60 points and do absolutely nothing their floor has to be a negative value but their ceiling is like 15 because if golf throws three picks and one of them gets returned for a touchdown it doesn't make a difference if they lose the game 35 to 10 they're going to be a plus 10 off uh, defense. Hmm. So it's boomer bust. Oh, and just for a uh, reference, Aaron yeah. Jones is done for the year. See again. So you had one guy you thought you can trust, which Mike McCarthy, by the way, decided to shut down when he had 80 yards in the first half. Thank yep. you. Screwed my DFS that week too. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you some Packers running backs. Oh, this, tell, this is a guy named Williams there, isn't there? You tell me which, you know, let me take a drink first. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You tell me when you're ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready for this segment, right. but go ahead. Uh, Ryan Grant. Nope. So you're saying they're not? They're better off then or now? Nah. Uh, they're better off with. They're better off. Eddie Lacy was more dependable than Ryan Grant. Uh, Dorsey Levens. He still plays football. No, God no. Oh, oh, these are guys who used to be there. Okay, right. right. They were better off with Dorsey Levens. Uh, Amon Green. He just never panned out. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. Push. Edgar Bennett. Oh, better off now. Uh, Eddie Lacy. Better off then. Uh, Lacy's my Mendoza line for this conversation. <laughs> and that's not, a, that's not a compliment. That's not a compliment. That's like saying CJ Anderson's the Mendoza line for Denver because Denver's never had more than two or three good running backs ever. Uh, wait, oh, the page. You go to a team like Kansas City, their Mendoza line was Marcus Allen when he was 40. <laughs> he was decent. <laughs> But they can name six or seven running backs the Chiefs had in their history that were way better and six or seven that were way worse. Yep. Uh, hold on. Let me see if this other page opens. I'm still up. waiting for <clears> one, one name, name I can rely on. <clears throat> All right. Um, James Starks. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rest of these are, like, way out. 
So no, yeah. but no, they've never had. They've never just had. Never had a reliable ground game. Dorsey Levens is probably the best name on that list. Probably the best name on that list. Yep. But again, we talked about this before. Rodgers had multiple weapons. When Roger has more weapons, he does better. Why on earth did you part ways with Jordy Nelson? Why? Oh, Jordy Nelson's old. Really? Because he's outscoring everybody but Devontae Adams on the Packers this week. He's going to score 14 points, and I don't think I don't think even Aaron Rodgers may score 14 points this week. Probably not, no. Probably I'm done not. backing Aaron Rodgers. He made me talk good about Tom Brady. I can't ever back Aaron <laughs> Rodgers again. You're over Aaron Rodgers? I am so. He's, he's sitting in the corner with Tennessee and Washington <laughs> and anybody else I'm done with. I said I was done with freaking Tampa, and I reneged on that, and I'm not going to renege again. All right, I'm frustrated. I'm yeah. fed up, and my beer's almost gone. So let's play America's favorite game. There it is. This is gonna be a very short version. Okay. Um, Vegas has decided defense now rules. Oh, that's uh, I don't know. Everyone is normalized into the 40s. So you're only getting three strikes total this week. Okay. I have two games under 40, and one game over 50. And I have to take the following games off the table. Pittsburgh at New Orleans, which I would think would be a gimme for a 55, has no line. And Atlanta, Carolina has no line. So do you like to guess the one that's high or you want to shoot for the low ones first? You only get three strikes total this week. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's do the high one first. All right. There is one game over 50. Give it to me. Ooh. One game over 50, huh? One. Wow. These are all horrible. You realize that, right? Yes. <laughs> That's probably why the lines have normalized. Mm. Wow. This is, he's stumped. He's let's stumped. Go on a, let's go on a giant whim here. Let's, sure. Let's say the Buccaneers-Cowboys. <clears throat> Bucks-Cowboys, where are you? 46. Dallas yeah. is a seven-point favorite, which makes the over-under, makes the score 27-20 roughly, which uh, I still think is high. I would take the under net. Chiefs-Seahawks. That is correct. 53, the Chiefs are three-point favorites or two-and-a-half-point favorites. So technically, Vegas, you tell me, Vegas thinks the final score of that is 28-25 Chiefs. Mm. I don't see Seattle scoring 25 points. I know the Chiefs' defense is no. really bad. I don't see it. I don't see it. I can see them scoring 21. I think I think the Chiefs could potentially score 53 points in this game. I do. I have The Legion of Boom... Went it's gone. Boom. It's gone. It doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, we get the twelfth man. Yeah, I've got twelve men too that live in my condo complex. It doesn't help me win <laughs> football games. I'm sorry. You can have old people and famous people raise flags all you want. You can trot out Macklemore at halftime to sing a song. It doesn't matter. You got. It doesn't matter. You guys aren't what you used to be. So all right. So you got one strike against you, and I need right. the two low ones. Two of them under forty. Under forty. Under forty. Uh. Titans Redskins. Correct. That's a four, that's a 37. Wouldn't touch that game with a 10-foot pole. The I think the presumed total is uh doing the math in my head. 28-18. Okay. No, that's too high. That's uh, too high. 27 14. 24-14. All right. So I wouldn't touch either. Jags Dolphins. Correct. 39 and a half is the over under and Miami is a four and a half point favorite. Let me say that again. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins are favored to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And do you know why? Why? Because they're not playing Blake Bortles. That's right. Blake Bortles makes us a 14 point spread in favor of Jacksonville. Does Blake Bortles start next year? Blake Bortles. Somewhere? He, he, definitely. Not, 
He definitely Somewhere. starts. He definitely starts for a team in Canada next year. There's no question <laughs> in my mind. They still got NFL Europe. You could start over there too. So absolutely, <laughs> Blake Bortles. He'd be a legend. Up, he'd be like the Warren Moon of the CFL if the, if the CFL didn't already have had Warren Moon. That's all. That's all. <laughs> nice. So he's gonna be like. He's gonna be so good. He's gonna change his name to Doug Flutie Moon because he's gonna be that good in the CFL. Okay. No. In that game, let's see. I'm doing the math. In my head. Thirty five. So roughly 18 points for Jacksonville and 23. 23-18 is the implied total. I don't think either of those teams can get over 23 points. I would take the under in that game running away. So I'm not touching, despite the fact, and maybe that's why DraftKings didn't put Washington, Tennessee on the main slate. They took one look at it and went, Derrick Henry's the only person anyone's going to take off this slate, so screw it. I wouldn't touch Washington, Tennessee even if I could. And I'm not touching Jacksonville, Miami. I'm not. I... The Jets-Green Bay game. This fascinates you, doesn't it? Has an over-under 44. 44. That means the implied total is 23-22. Well, technically with halves. I'm rounding down the halves. 23-22. I would take people in that game before I would touch either of those two games under 40. Hell, I don't... don't, There's a lot of games I just don't want any part of this week. Baltimore Chargers, yeah, but the Baltimore defense is playing way better, and Chargers, I think, are a little worn out. Buffalo at New England. New England is a 13-point favorite. I don't want any point of that part of that game. Cincinnati at Cleveland. <laughs> That'll be a burn. Moving burn. on. <laughs> Green Bay at the Jets. I would play with that game. Houston at Philly is a pick 'em. Really? Who, who do you pick? I'll take Houston all day long. All day long. Everyone is What's dead. What's the under over on that? Uh, 45. Hmm. So 24, 22 and a half points each. And I could see that. I could see that. That game could be a shootout. That game, I'd probably take the over in that game. But everybody's dead. Nick Foles True. is in. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. Lamar Miller is out. And don't, I'm tired of it. I've gotten three emails this week about, can I use Alfred Blue? No. <laughs> Houston is. <laughs> A professional team can't use Alfred Blue, so you can't use him for fantasy. Stop emailing me about Alfred Blue. There was that one week he was good in DFS. One week in like seven years. I have no idea how long he's been in the lead. It's been five to six years. Now I'm yelling. I've gone from whispering. I've gone to yelling. Alfred Blue has me all fired up. Do not use Alfred Blue. I can list 15 running backs. Right now, that I would use before Alfred Blue. You ready? Here they come. Okay. I'm pulling up the list. These are all people I would use before Alfred Blue. Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, James White, Ezekiel Elliott, Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle, Chris McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Gus Edwards, Tevin Coleman, Elijah McGuire, Jamal Williams, Chris Carter, Theo Riddick, Jalen Richard, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, Nightingham Himes, Kalen Balage, uh, Kenyon Drake, and Peyton Barber. That is 21 names. <laughs> I will use all of them before I put Alfred Blue in the lineup. That being said, if you want to waste a dollar in a daily dollar <laughs> and you want to use McCaffrey and Barkley or, or Zeke or any combination thereof, by all means, spend $3,000 on Alfred Blue in and your flex in spot. Flex. Put him in the flex spot and watch your money. And You know what? Do this. Stick your money in an envelope and just write Brit on the front of it. <laughs> B-R-I-T-T. And drop it in a mailbox. <laughs> Cinch is a mailman. He will find your money and bring it to me because that is a better way to use your money than to use Alfred Blue in DFS. 
And wow. you watch the son of a bitch is going to go off for 30 <laughs> points this week. He's in a rush for 230 yards. And next week, next week Craig is going to open this entire rant in <laughs> reverb like a, like a flashback from the past. And I won't be here. I swear to God, I won't be here. If that's the case, I won't be here. Are we even recording next week? Christmas is Tuesday. Yeah, we record on Wednesdays. So we're going to record the day after Christmas? Well, I have to work, so sure. You have to work the day after Christmas? Oh, yeah. Really? Retail, man. doesn't stop. Does anybody even come to the store the day after Christmas? Oh, God, yeah. Returns? You get a lot of returns? Uh, Returns, don't know how to set things up, want to use gift cards. You work in technology. so People don't want to spend more time with their families throughout the mall. Oh, my God. That's what they used to book a Sound Tiger game at the Bridgeport Arena like the day after after Christmas or two days after Christmas. And this year, it's on the 27th, one of the busiest games of the year. Yeah, because people because need you're to either, go out. Because you're either escaping your family or you need to get them the hell out of the house and have them something to do that they're not bothering you for two hours. Exactly. So you take them a sound tire game. I would sell more beer that night than anything else. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People, because if they weren't getting drunk to forget about their families, they were getting their families drunk to get them to go pass out. <laughs> Swear to God. And, and, and buying in bulk. Really? One guy would walk up to me with five guys trailing behind him. What's everybody having? What are you having? What are you having? What are you having? What are you having? I will right, we'll take five of these. Okay, I need CIDs and that, for all five people. That's legal because they each get one, right? Yes, as long as they're present in Connecticut, they can be served because the idea is, yeah, I have to have the ability to check their ID. You get one or two per person. One. That's a that's a new state law that Connecticut passed in 2017. They can only get one beer per person, so they have to be there. And people have tried to worry about. I had a man put his wife on Facetime and hold his phone up and say, <laughs> "See, she's here. We'll take two buds." And I said, no, she has to be here to present her ID. And she's waving at me through the phone. Hi. I can't serve a person a beer through a phone. It's illegal. It's illegal, sir. You get one beer. If she wants a beer, she's got to get up and come down here. Well, what if I bring her ID? You bring me the ID of somebody who's not here so that the picture means nothing? No, I can't serve you through that either. What you just show up with a random ID and I serve you beer? God, I'm all, I'm all fired up. Okay. You know because what? of Alfred Blue. All because of Alfred Blue. This is Alfred Blue's fault. And in a very direct way, it's Lamar Miller's fault. If Lamar Miller had actually not gotten hurt or at least put out some production How before he got hurt. How would your season been if you kept Lamar Miller? Was he on my team last year? He was on your team Oh, this no, year. I did. I released him. I, yeah. I drafted him mid to late rounds this year. Not much better. He got okay. really good like two weeks after I released him. But I don't think it would. Re- my team only won three games this year. My he running back was so bad. My right. Re- my running back theory was, and this is it, literally in one sentence, Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette need to stay healthy until Mark Ingram comes off suspension. One of them needs to play and the first they five weeks. didn't. They went down in weeks two and three, respectively, and I lost like six straight games. I lost the yep. games they went down in, and I went the games that followed it until Mark Ingram came back, and then I won like two games. I was like, woohoo, look, I'm two and six. Maybe I can pull myself back into this. No, it no, didn't happen. No. My final thoughts, Craig. Lead us out. What do you got for me? Um, I know. I can't believe it's week um, 16. Really. I'm grateful. I'm at that point. um, Yeah, so you're going to notice a lot of people, if you're doing DFS, um, teams teams that are in the hunt or in the playoffs, they are going to start sitting people like halfway through because they don't need to win. So just be mindful of that when you make lineups for the next two weeks. Yes, be mindful that studs may not be studs. Um, at this time of the year, and this is where I go with my final thought, now is the time for the crazy DFS lineups. If you're a fan of a team and you follow them relentlessly, and there's one guy you know 
that they've been begging to use, but they've been holding back. God, I'm drawing a blank on the dude's name. Who's that guy? <laughs> but if there's a guy, um, that undrafted guy from uh, from L.A., oh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm from the Chargers. Chargers undrafted guy because last week, Eckler. Oh, Newsom. Newsom. Now is not a bad time to say, all right, I'm going to try and chuck Newsom into a lineup. Now, Melvin Gordon's likely back this week. He's likely back this week, but how much is he going to play? But, yeah, was he going to play for a quarter, quarter and a half? Because they don't, like, especially if they're winning, right. they don't need to play him. This Williams kid is starting to emerge a little bit in Kansas City. Does that mean Spencer Ware gets more looks because Spencer Ware isn't, isn't the premier back? Start thinking a little bit outside the box. This is the time of year where you shift from cash to tournament because the unpredictability factor goes up. And you could argue the unpredictability factor has been crazy all week, all year, but you know, that's beside the point. So with all that being said, let us take an opportunity to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy yes, holiday. Merry Christmas. If you do not celebrate Christmas, that's, you know, still enjoy the holiday season with your friends and family. Um, you know, it's a great time of year to go out and, and the beautiful thing about this, remember this folks, from now until New Year's Day, there's football somewhere on the TV. This is true. You can watch the Hawaii Bowl at 2 a.m. It's on. <laughs> it's Louisiana true. Tech versus Hawaii. By the way, if there has ever been a no-brainer in the history of betting sports, bet Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> Louisiana Tech is flying from Louisiana to Hawaii. That's what, an eight-hour difference? I have the faintest clue. It's Hawaii. a little... Hawaii's players are walking outside of their house, getting on a bus, and they're in the locker room in 15 minutes. Yeah, these guys are flying to an island, changing time zones. Changing time zones multiple. And don't forget, it's a bowl game and a tourist uh, destination. And I'm pretty sure the the Hawaii Tourism Bureau is the sponsor, which means they're going to drag these kids everywhere but practice. Probably. So the Hawaii kids who have seen these falls already and nobody wants to take pictures of them near them are going to have extra practices while Louisiana Tech takes pictures in front of these picturesque or, or practicing hula dancing. <laughs> so I think they're like, and I think Hawaii is like a 13 point favorite. Really? Take Hawaii. Take it. So, all right. So next week when we come back, Alfred Blue have scored 35 points yep. and the Hawaii mm-hmm. Bowl will be over and Hawaii loses by 27. Yes. And and Craig can tell me to yes. shout out for the rest of eternity. <laughs> So, yes, but until then, please enjoy the holiday. It's regardless of how you celebrate it, celebrate it. The long, cold winter is ahead of us. There's only a few more weeks of football left. We've got to take the warmth of our family while we can. So, that being said, we will see you next week. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. 